Hello, my name is Aziz and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She is really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about this world. In these difficult times in human history, we need to bring the people of the world together. And when we hear the voices of women, when we listen to real lives of women from other countries, we we connect our cultures without differences or stereotypes, and we get inspired by their stories to live a better life. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Alexa Shell. Alexa is an elementary school teacher and a certified advanced pole fitness instructor from Cleveland, Ohio, the United States. Alexa has a bachelor's degree in politics and women's and gender studies from Siwani, the University of the South, a master's of science in elementary education from Johns Hopkins, and she works as a primary teacher at a public Montessori school, ages 3 to 6. She is an alumna of Teach for America 2018 Corps. As a child, Alexa danced for 13 years and rock climbed competitively in high school. After her first year teaching, she decided to get back into fitness that summer and found pole dancing. She found it to be a perfect combination of dance and rock climbing that kept her interested and challenged her both mentally and physically. Alexa is a certified beginner through advanced pole fitness instructor through Ecole de Pole, an international company founded by Justin McLucas in Australia. Alexa teaches two pole classes a week at Ecole de Pole Cleveland, the Static Basics and Pole Pre-Intermediate. She recently placed third in Level 4 at the Pole Championship Series 2023 at the Arnold Sports Festival. It is the third competition she has participated in. In October of 2022, Alexa got married and she is living her happily forever after. Alexa, how are you today? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I feel blessed. I feel very positive and very curious about you as a person. So I'll begin it with this nice first question, which is, Alexa, if the people who know you best and love you very, very much could describe your personality, what would they say about you? Uh, This is a hard one, but I would say probably that I'm shy at first, but that when you get to know me, I'm pretty opinionated and strong-willed and passionate about what whatever it is that I want to do. Thank you. I love that. I Part of the mission of this podcast is to inspire women's confidence and to not see being hard-headed in the pursuit of their big dreams to be any negative. So are you born that way? So do they say, oh, you're hard-headed uh, like your grandpa or grandma or blah, blah, blah? Or is there a part of you that you can share how other women can face if the society is criticizing them for doing what they want or worrying about the negative judgment of others so that they will go through it bravely? 
would say it's probably a combination of both of my parents, my mom and my dad. Um, like the lovingness and the passion from my mom and then like the grind kind of thing from my dad. I understand. Thank you for sharing that. And I interviewed many people within the pole dance community. And even in the US, they said there was a stigma that they think, oh, pole dance that comes from strippers. Are you a stripper? What's going on there? So two things. One, as an elementary uh, uh, school teacher, I actually interviewed one Italian elementary school teacher, I believe she was, or high school, unsure about that, but she was working in Spain, and when they discovered she does pole dance, they fired her for whatever reasons. So how do you deal with that? Uh, is it a risk you're taking, or are people open to it? Is there a stigma in Cleveland, Ohio? Is it not? Tell me more. I would say the stigma is going away, but it's still kind of there. I'm not publicly talking about it at my school, like ever, especially because that's just not developmentally appropriate. Some of the like principals and stuff, they know I do it and they'll ask like how a competition went, but I don't go into grave detail. What I do find funny is so my husband is a high school teacher. And when we got married, uh, since I do have like a public Instagram account, uh, some of his students found it and were like, your your wife is a stripper and he was like no <laughs> so he kind of had to have that conversation with his kids but i have not thankfully run into any problems at my school and i hope not to of course i encourage that and i'm interested what is the high or the great thing about rock climbing that you experience that makes you find it as well in pole dance like what is special about that is it an adrenaline feeling like uh, you're the same that would have uh, people would have when they're parachuting off an airplane. Is it the um, different one where you're pushing yourself through your limits and therefore you believe in yourself more? Or what is so interesting and exciting for you about rock climbing and how do you experience that same thing in pole dance? Yeah, so with uh, rock climbing, I mostly did bouldering. And so that's like shorter routes up to like 12 or 13 feet where you don't have ropes. And what is interesting about bouldering is it's kind of like a, a mental puzzle. You got to figure out where your arms and your legs go and what's called beta, like the tricks of the trade to get through that one problem, like where um, if you put your arm here and you put your foot here, if you have to put your foot higher, things like that, where with pole, it's very similar and getting into some of the um, moves and the combos you have to think about again, where you're putting your hands and your feet. And there's like different tricks and um, technique that go along with it that I thought was very similar. The same kind of mental challenge. Thank you. So are you someone in many ways who enjoys and is fascinated by mental challenges in life? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> um, I think that everything, it should challenge you both physically and mentally. And you should always be thinking about how you can do something better, how you can do something more gracefully. If it's teaching or if it's in pole or even rock climbing, I still do some. I love that. And how does that translate since you mentioned teaching? Is it a puzzle how to teach a three to six years old? Uh, how is it uh, challenging physically? Is it because you're standing on your feet all day or like uh, I'm trying to imagine? How do you think about it? Do you sometimes change and innovate within how you teach the curriculum and the curriculum that you have in order to make the different pieces fit in a different way, like your rock climbing, or how does it go? Yeah, so uh, with Montessori education, it's really cool because it's like about following the child. So following their interests and their passions, but also simultaneously, because it's a public school, still upholding like 
national and state standards. And so finding ways to teach the kids that both interest them and challenge them um, and push them to where they need to be by the end of the school year to meet certain um, goals. So every kid is different. Some kids need a little bit of repetition and then they got it. Some kids need like every single day you're doing flashcards or you're doing different ways of uh, figuring out how they could be interested in letters and numbers if it's like making them into bubbles if it's uh using like toy cars if it's sometimes like jumping up and down making the letters with your um, body and saying the sounds there's all different types of strategies so you just kind of keep innovating and keep like learning seeing what's out there because something that works for one kid is not going to work for the next kid or it might I understand fully and completely. And you're part of the community of pole dancers. Many, many said is probably the best of the best community in the world. People are so friendly, even in competitions. It's not where people are toxic to each other and give each other the evil eye, but support each other. Two things. Can you describe your experience within the pole dance community? And what did you learn since you tried to put the pieces of the puzzle together that can help other communities become as open, as friendly, and as rewarding? There's like a weird sound. Okay, it went away. Um, so as far as the pole community, I when I moved to Cleveland to start teaching, I did not know anyone here. And so all of my friends were in the core with me, like I had just met them and they, uh, we'd all moved to Cleveland together, didn't really know what this place was about. And then um, when I found my pole studio, A Cold to Pole Cleveland, that's when I started actually making friends like that were from here and were here. Because after the pandemic, after the two years in um, Teach for America, most of my original friends moved away, moved back home or moved to um, new cities for new jobs. And so I was still here and I was like, I don't really this is not where I'm from. I don't really know anyone here. And it was the pole community that kind of was like, this is why I'm staying here. This is what I want to do. Everyone is so nice and so supportive and jumps up and down for every single new trick that you get or um, new thing that you're really excited about. Classes are such an incredible experience because everyone's cheering each other on, especially in my like static um, basics class. It's a almost all levels class. It's elementary, pre-intermediate, intermediate, advanced. And you'll have like advanced um, people in the class cheering on the elementary people getting what is, in their opinion, probably like a more basic move, but it's a new big thing for that one person and everyone celebrates it. And it's just, it's just awesome to see people that are all different and all coming from different places in life, being able to celebrate each other and like that in the studio. I love that attitude. I love that you're speaking about it. I agree and believe it's very enjoyable. At the same time, how do you combine both like parts or maybe deal with stereotypes? Like you said, your husband is a teacher and there are children or uh, kids or uh, high schoolers who come and they're like, your wife is a stripper. Well, I don't know. But one of the people that I interviewed that I spoke about, she said her mom hates her for uh, doing pole dance and being public with it. Her father as well, even relatives, and her dream was to go back to her small town in Italy and do a pole dance show to show everyone that is athletic and that is great and graceful. So do you get that? Do sometimes people tell you like, 
oh, what do you do? You say, I'm a public uh, a school teacher. And they're like, oh, uh, and I pole dance do. And they're like, what's going on? What the hell? Uh, who is this person? Tell me some stories or experiences. And very importantly, how can women have the confidence to do what they want without worrying that people will judge them? Because, you, of course, you're doing something that has stigma. But many women will not even dare to do something that is socially acceptable because they worry, what if I fail? What if I'm blah, blah, blah? People will judge me. So share more, but as an inspiration for women to go for all their dreams. Yeah, when I first started, I didn't really tell very many people. I kind of kept it to myself. I think I was kind of waiting to be better at it before I told anyone that I was doing it. Because at first, you're just like, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's fun. So I'm going to keep going. But the first class is definitely very scary. I went with my uh, one of my friends, and she was definitely way better at it than I was. But she was like, oh, that kind of hurt. I don't know. I had bruises from it. And I was like, yeah, I did too. But that was so much fun. So I went back on my own and was very shy at first and didn't really wasn't very confident or comfortable in my body. Was definitely wearing like T-shirts and um, like running shorts. And as time went on, began becoming more comfortable in my body and began began wearing um, more like pole wear. And then as as far as like telling my family about it, I told my mom pretty early on just because um, she had actually had she has friends um, where she's from in Tennessee that uh, go to a pole studio there. And so she knew about it. And then with my background in dance and rock climbing, it kind of made sense. And I didn't tell my dad, though, for um, quite a while until last year, right before I competed in um, the pole championship series last year. And he was up to visit me in Cleveland. And I had a dress rehearsal that day. And I was like, come to this thing I have. And he was like, I I hadn't told him at all that it was pole and then I just brought him to the studio and he was like oh wow and then he saw like me and my friends uh, run our competition pieces and he was like wow that's so athletic that's so strong I didn't realize you could do that and so their opinion has always been like wow that's incredible um similarly when telling my um husband's family at first they were like what is this sport and then they saw some of the videos that I'd shown uh, that I'd made and they were like oh wow she's really strong so instead of getting the like critique of like oh she's a stripper or anything like that I think a lot of people in my life have seen that it makes it's a strength it takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of confidence and it takes a lot of strength to do pole and when you're able to see that instead of see the stigma it changes your perspective I guess that's really really great and what uh, really attracted my attention is a point where you said you used to wear baggy clothes and then you wore more of the uh, the the clothes that are enjoying revealing your body having body confidence which is very important because I believe especially now in an age of social media many women have some challenges feeling comfortable in their bodies I also interviewed other pole dancers who said everyone who begins they uh, they uh, hide their bodies and then suddenly they're wearing the most minimal <laughs> clothing possible and proudly showing off their bodies as a journey do you believe that women who have uh, self-acceptance and body issues should consider pole dance as a way for them to discover their inner confidence and be able to be comfortable wearing what they want in any way they want in order to rediscover their love for their body and confidence? Or how is that journey? Can you tell more in, uh, in order to share with some women who might be very, like all women are beautiful, but they might see themselves as 
you know, being ashamed of their bodies somehow because of any reasons. Yeah, I think that pole dancing is a really great thing to become more confident um, and comfortable in your body because you're moving it in new ways that you've never moved it before at least for most people. And um, you're discovering new strengths. And uh, a lot of people are always like, when they see that I pole dance, they're like, oh, well, I can never do that because I'm not strong enough or I have to work on this. I have to work on that. And I was like, I started pole dancing. I had a history of doing um, dance and doing rock climbing. So I had like muscle memory to an extent, but I hadn't done anything athletic or fitness wise for like five years. And I started with very little, especially upper body strength. And it um, builds over time. You just got to put in the hours of the beginner classes and keep working on your technique. And anyone can start no matter what your body looks like. And it has really helped a lot of my friends um, with eating disorders or with other uh, like depression, anxiety, things like that. Moving is like the key to um, getting out of your negative headspace a lot of the time, at least for me. I agree 100%. I, I remember they did studies that uh, working out or even moving in that way would be as beneficial as uh, taking Zoloft or whatever, but it's much more natural and therefore it does work as a way for your mental health in order to release any troubles and get back into balance. And currently, let's speak about this way since you are married and I'm happy for you, congratulations. And you have a lot of wide experience, whether in education or in uh, rock climbing, pole dancing. Are there some lessons from these that if someday you have a daughter or a son, you want to make sure to give them those lessons? What would be some of them? Maybe someone will benefit or a parent is listening. They'll be like, oh, wow, that's great. I should be in many ways. Uh, do you have your own unique parenting method that is uh, educated by being a teacher, a pole dancer and a rock climber? We've, um, me and my husband have talked about what we're going to be like when we have kids and a lot of the time we've been like we're going to believe the teacher no matter if uh, our kid comes uh home from school and says like so and so at school and we ask the teacher what's going on and they tell us a different story we're always going to believe the teacher because we know um little kids exaggerate they see things from their perspectives and also if the teacher says that there might be like um, some kind of problem with the um, with our kid, like we'll have we will believe the teacher. We're not going to be like, no, not that wouldn't my kid would never do that or nothing like that, um, because kids will be kids and that's how they learn. And if you are continuing to say like, oh no, that's not my kid, or I can't believe that they would do that, instead of addressing the problem, it's only going to get worse a lot of the time. And as far as from pole dancing and from things like that, I would just say that I want to make sure that my kid knows that they can do anything that they want to do and that whatever they are passionate about, they should follow that passion because that is the most important. If you're not passionate about something and like if I put them in soccer or something like that and they were not happy, happy about going to soccer, I wouldn't make them continue to go to soccer. We would find something that they were interested in and they were passionate about and they wanted to keep going back to because when you're doing something that you don't want to do, you're not going to progress or be happy or motivated to continue to do that. Thank you. At the same time, I mean, I love that. I noticed that you're an instructor for pole dance. 
What motivates you to choose that rather than be just a participant or someone who uh, goes to events and works on yourself? Because is it that you love teaching so much that you want to extend it? Is it that you learn more by teaching than just doing yourself? Like, tell me more because it's interesting that some people limit themselves to only doing. They'll be like, oh my God, it's too much headache. Well, I need to teach others. I won't have time to practice my tricks, blah, blah, blah. So what benefits did you find by being an instructor? Um, What I really like about being an instructor is, yes, I have a big passion for teaching. So I love teaching um, people new things and seeing them grow. But it also helps me work on my technique. Like oftentimes what I'll um, plan for for my class for the week is something that I want to work on. So I'll work on it a lot and get really good at it so that I'm ready to teach it. It's been something that I think has actually made me a better pole um, dancer and a pole instructor is just challenging myself self a lot when I'm planning for classes. So I'm going to choose things that maybe like a side climb that is really, it was really hard and painful for me, but I've been working on it and putting it in combos a lot to where it's not painful anymore. And it's actually looking a lot nicer or just different tricks um, that maybe scare me like a butterfly flip or a sneaky V flip. The more I put them in combos, the more I um, make myself practice them to be able to teach them well and safely, that I get way more confident in myself as well. Thank you. And I sense that you're someone who has a lot of curiosity, a sense of adventure. Why did you stay in the U.S. while you could have, even for a little bit, went to pole dance in Bali and in Maldives and in South America and all over the world in order to create that uh, kind of memories that enrich you on that level? Because yes, you did move to Cleveland, you didn't know anyone, which is already daring. Why didn't you go all the way (laughs) to uh, like uh, a tour of the globe before you finalize your marriage and settled more in a way? Yeah, it's funny. Um, My dad is actually from New Zealand, so I'm a New Zealand citizen and I could move there at any time if I wanted to. Um, And I have family there. And I also have family in um, the UK and in different parts of the United States. But um, I traveled a lot when I was a child and I traveled a lot when I was in like high school and college. I've been to quite a lot of countries, more than the average person, I think maybe like 18 or 19. Um, And but then once I started thinking about what I wanted to do after college and I spent a lot of my time in college learning about developing countries and how to improve developing countries and I learned that like the biggest factor in a developing country improving and democratizing over time is the education of women and girls and so I was really passionate about that and then I learned about the education system in the United States country and tell them what to do if in the United States, we're still not doing what we should be doing as far as education and educating women and girls and um, building that foundation. So I thought that if I could build that foundation in the United States, at least for a while, a little bit, then I would have a bigger um, like footing to speak on those issues further down the road. Thank you, Alexa. And I want to ask you another question related to love. Because I believe that uh, in many ways, many women get their heart broken because they fall for the wrong person or whatever. Maybe they get jaded and they close their heart to love forever. How do you know, let's say for your husband, how did you know he was the right guy? What's your advice to women to know who is the narcissist toxic guy to avoid? 
and to know who is the right guy that uh, they should go for because some could either be at a stage where they're not clear on how that looks like or how that feels like or they just did it and then they're like I'm closing my heart I'll be alone forever me and uh, that's it or how does it work what's your perspective on this issue I would say that yes I've definitely gotten my heart broken a few times in life but I think that the most important thing is having the same goals and ideas and like worldview to a point like being at the same point in life where you want the same things if you are like you want to get married and you find this guy and he does not want to get married yet and he keeps saying well not yet and you keep hanging around like waiting for him to change his mind I don't think that's going to work out you have to find someone who's interested in like you love them you enjoy them of course but is interested and is at the same point in your um in life like if you are trying to force something on someone that is not there yet it's not going to work out and you're just going to run into the same problem probably in three to four months and then it's going to be another heartbreak i don't know um with my husband we our first date we just ended up talking for like three hours straight at this restaurant we were like oh we've had like one drink and a taco and have wasted like have held on to this table for way too long we should probably leave and then every single um other date it was just like nonstop. we had so much to talk about we always even very early on in our relationship we're talking about how we wanted children and how we wanted um a dog and how we wanted all of these things we all we wanted all the same things and we were like this is gonna work now we didn't always agree agree on everything. Um, but we were able to have like conversations and discussions to work those points out that we didn't agree on because we were at the same point in life where we were very much passionate about similar things. Thank you. And since you're mentioning children, there are also women nowadays who say, oh, wow, we live in a corrupt, polluted world full of evil. If I bring children to it, it will be an unfair thing to do to them. They will hate me and they will have a bad future. What's your answer to that? Why do you decide to have children in a world where some people are thinking, if I bring children to this hell, uh, I'm being such an unfair person who is being evil towards my kids by bringing them to life in this world? I mean, that is a fear. That's definitely, that could happen. I don't know. But at the same time, I feel like children are going to be brought into this world no matter what. And if I think that I can give my children a good life and instill good values and give them what they need, not maybe not always what they want, but at least what they need, um, then that child will be set up for a successful life, even if the future looks significantly different than my childhood and my early adulthood looked. Thank you, Alexa, for participating in this podcast, for sharing your perspective, your voice. I'm honored, lucky and privileged to have you here. I wish you all the success to keep going and just keep rolling with your pull (laughs) everywhere, every day. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was such an honor.